podcast tonight, and I'm so excited about the crew I have here. I have Matt, my tech friend. Hello. Um, his friend Josh. Hi. And Antoine. Hello. They are joining me here tonight in my kitchen, so if you hear the bird, I apologize. Uh, we haven't moved out of the kitchen yet. Um, so welcome. You guys, I want to start off with a question. This kind of always... Uh, has interested me because I, I turn on the news sometimes and you'll see, um, hear about uh, a famous person or an act coming to town and people waiting in line for hours for tickets, to get tickets before they go on sale. They'll even camp out. So I'm just wondering, just to kind of get things started, just to get an idea of where you guys are coming from, because the name of this segment is called Bridging the Gap. So I'm 53. And you guys are 19, 20, and 21. Yep. So just to give the listeners an idea of the generation gap here, um, who, if anyone, would you stand in line for to see, to buy tickets for hours? Some people even stand in line for overnight. Let's start with um, Antoine. someone that I've always wanted to see in concert just because like I know how that feeling would be and the other one would be I want to say MF Doom even though all his concert most of his concerts at least in the past have not been him he has a thing where he has like people dress up as him and mm -hmm. go out and perform for him that's the thing he always had but I just wanted to go for that you know that experience of that that, that would be cool so you would stand in line for how many hours would you stand in line to get tickets? What do you think? My brain says eight. Eight? So I'm eight. <laughs> eight hours you would stand in line. I'm going to say I do valet, so I stand outside for eight hours anyways. Or I have stood outside for eight hours anyway, so it ain't that big. It wouldn't be that big of a deal, for me at least. Well, I be a big see, deal. I think that's so interesting. I wish, I wish, and the reason I asked this is because I can never think of anyone that I really would want to stand in line you have anyone that's like, that's like you're that starstruck? From starstruck I am not, about. I am not starstruck. I, I love music. I love, um, the theater, but there, I, I can't think of anyone that I would stand in line for hours for. That's understandable. And it's, it's almost like I'm reaching, I'm trying to think, uh, think of that person and I just can't. So I, it was, you know, fascinates me. And I'm not going to try and pretend like I even know who right. <laughs> those people are, I know you. but I definitely don't. I know. I said they're just small. Well, I didn't say small rappers, but they're more so underground. Have you, ever, underground. have you ever seen them before? Seen them in person? No. I mean, have you oh, no, they at like a show? Mm. No. Okay. I went to one of their shows before, because not too many people come to Cleveland. Mm -hmm. That is true. Not people, right. And usually people that do come to Cleveland, they sometimes stand us up. <laughs> Well, that tickets be well, I hope I hope that you get to see them. I hope so someday. too. At least in a different state, if not here. Uh huh. So sometime at some point in my life, I will let that. Josh, what about you? Two people that stick out in my brain would be either Lizzo or <laughs> um, who's super popular right now and uh, with a lot of people, and then also Kesha. Okay. Um, or actually, if I had to pick another one, Demi Lovato. Uh huh. Um, those three are very empowering, 
mm-hmm. um, especially Demi Lovato, you know, going from kind of like that camp rock, Disney Channel kind of like perfection, going through that overdose and and then coming out stronger than ever and kind of encouraging those people, hey, if you fall, you can get back up again. I think that auras or vibes that you get from them are so positive and they just bring, um, they bring me absolute, you know, happiness and bliss. And I would love, you know, more than anything just to stand out there so that I can be able to have that moment with them. How many hours again, do you think you would stand? I would camp out overnight. You would? (laughs) I mean, I I mean, I see that happening. Yeah. No, I absolutely. Yeah. Starbucks. Absolutely. I work at REI. I can get it to, I'll, you know, I'll get a tent, and I'll. And they are really good tents. We will. I will camp out there and wait for those tickets as much as I can. Good for you. And last, for and Matt. I, I got a like couple people. Yeah, I feel like I know one. The know. first group. It's a group. <laughs> <laughs> uh, their name is Wu Tang Clan. Wu Tang Clan. Yeah. Now I have heard of that. Yeah. You know, I have cool. three. I have a nineteen-year-old. Right. So I would definitely wait out for Twenty-one-year-old. Uh, the next person is Sade, who I absolutely adore. Oh, yeah. Adore. Plus, she, she also has the same birthday as me, too. Okay. So, it's just like, I have to. And then, I think, if I'm sticking with three, the last one's probably Mint Condition. Because I personally, me and my mom, we love the live bands. Mm-hmm. And we love jazz, too, at the same time. Jazz and R&B, when they mix together, it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. But, I'll probably, I'll probably stand up for like six hours. Ooh, I just thought about it. Someone I really would like camp overnight for Frank yeah. Ocean. It's who? Oh, Frank Ocean. Oh, yeah. I would definitely camp because he he's so rare when it comes to just appearing outside of anything. That I would definitely oh, yeah. wait for those. That oh yeah. And I could I would race the other answer I had. Frank Ocean. <laughs> I, I would wait overnight for some t- for some Frank Ocean tickets. Oh, oh yeah, goodness. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna look all these people up. Especially <laughs> Frank, Frank Ocean's a really good I know who Shade is. And probably Erica Badia. I'll probably stand outside for her. Oh, yeah. But her tickets are expensive. Oh, yeah. She, say she was coming to Cleveland, like, uh, I think this month. Yeah, it's and it's like, like $70? I think they're way more than that. Like $70, $70 for the nosebleeds. Yeah. And oh, if it's yeah. like, if it's somebody big, I, I think that's where I cap out at. Mm-hmm. Is if the seats are in the nosebleeds and they're still expensive, Honestly, if they were like twenty dollars, I probably still wouldn't go. But if it if the tickets were like seventy dollars and you're like super close to the stage, and I was like, okay, that's somewhere I'll go. Because like if you're in the nosebleed, you can't like tell, like you can't really get the same energy that you can if you're like super close. Mm-hmm. Up. It's just yeah, don't work. You're right. It doesn't it doesn't work the same. But those and, those are my four. Okay, yeah. and. You know that people that are listening are going, asking themselves that same thing. Like, who would I yeah. stand in line for hours to see? Exactly. I, and I, you know, I thought a lot about it, and I think that if I had to pick one person um, that's alive, I would probably pick Jane Goodall. And I don't even know if you know who she is. She is um, a doctor, a zoologist, uh, and a doctor that dedicated her life to um, studying the chimpanzees. So she does go around now and speaks, and she's a big environmentalist, conservationist. Okay, so you guys fall into the um, iGen, the Generation I, all right, the iPhone. And um, I found some really interesting things I was reading about um, what defines your generation. I'm going to read them, and I want to see if you guys think 
they're true, if, it, if you can relate to these, okay? Um, okay, so it says that um, your generation is much more tolerant of different cultures, sexual orientations, and races. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. What do you think? Oh, yeah. Honestly, yeah. In middle school, I remember being, I guess, like, I remember seeing every poster. Everyone was represented, and they were making sure, like, you are open-minded. Like, th- then, like, teachers would post a question of, like, well, who haven't we thought of? Or what haven't we thought of? And so that aspect of what else is there in the world that we can, you know, make sure we are all brought to the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really a, something positive. I mean, that's really incredible. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I remember seeing... generation. Yeah, like, seeing welcome. Like, I remember in middle school, I think it was, like, fifth or sixth grade, there was, there was you know, welcome. And then there was, like, the Spanish and the French and the um, German and, like, this, the Chinese welcome. It was all above the door. And I was like, I never thought of it, but I guess that that's... Was we were raised to be that more open-minded, if that makes sense. Yeah. Of like, we need to make sure that we have every everyone feels like they have a place in this like classroom. You know, when we were younger, at least that's how we right. were raised. Mm-hmm. And then the world is just a big classroom, and honestly, oh yeah, most definitely. Yeah. So you learn a lot from each other. Yeah. Uh, it also says that you are more cautious and you take less risks. Because the world is crazy. <laughs> that, that is so true, yeah. People are weird. Yeah. So I cannot, like, you can, yeah. we live in a very active, right now we live in a very active environment. A lot of people be outside, especially in the summer, so once the weather gets like 55 and up, it's going to be a lot of people and kids outside. And it's just like, you got to be cautious of others, and also it's like being cautious of others because they may be cautious of you. Because mm-hmm. nobody knows what anyone is going to do, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, we, you know, we're more cautious about a lot of things. But we are also very reckless in a lot of situations as well. I mm-hmm. say we are cautious. As much as we are cautious, we are reckless. So we are down for doing a lot of crazy things. But we also stay away from a lot of crazy situations. We th- I think we think about what, what things can go wrong with this. Right. Let's just do it. And then, right. because, <laughs> I mean... And it's like, we yeah. accept what can go wrong. That's the thing. Like, if you feel like all right, I'm about to drink, but I'm the designated driver. And then you have to think to yourself, I know that there's a chance we can pull over. I can possibly fall asleep, pass out, or anything in that situation, or I can swerve a lot. If you feel like you're good with those, if you feel like you can handle those situations, then you're just going to say, that's it. I'm I'm just going to drive drunk. It's it's like when you think about the kinds of things, Mm -hmm. the pros and cons of everything, if you can deal with the cons, we just say, shit, fuck it, we just gonna go and go with yeah. it. Because, you know, because, you know, if you, if you can accept it, then it's basically, like, just go off. I still don't think you take as many risks as my generation. I'm surprised that I'm still alive. No, I agree. Growing up in the 80s. I agree. I was talking to someone, I think they had to be, like, 50, 60 years old. But they were saying how... So old. Well, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Well, they're, they're three times my age. Yeah. Um, but, well, the six-year-olds would be. But um, they were saying how, you know, the, the police aspect is very different because if you drove drunk, the cop, and the cop pulled you over, he wouldn't reprimand you and, like, you know, beat you up about it and take you to jail and, you know, really lay down and make sure, like, post it on social media or whatever. Where they would, you know, back in the, you know, 60s, 50s, 70s, they would, they would you know, take you and follow you home and make sure you got home safe. Or they would drive your car or make you get in the car and go home safe and bring you back and then say, you know what, go pick your car up tomorrow. 
our generation, they wouldn't do that. They would just take us to jail. That's it. Just we're more cautious because we have to think. We have to think about also how is this going to affect me later. Mm-hmm. I I remember you know growing up, they were like, okay, how is this going to affect you later? You need to be cautious because everyone's going to be able to see it on social media if you right. if you you know which you we do have. Which right, because right, your yeah. generation is more the outside entertainment. Ours is more indoor entertainment. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And I think our our entertainment definitely spreads a lot farther and faster. It's like it's like a forest fire. Once something gets popular and viral, it, oh, man. it yeah, can make you famous. Everybody. Like it, unfortunately, it can make you famous a lot. But clout is dangerous. <laughs> yes. Clout is dangerous. Oh my I, love God. I, I love that quote. I went. <laughs> I was in Columbus. Um, two weekends ago, I went out with my daughter, 21, or no, so sorry, 22, and, um, of course, when we got home, I had had a couple cocktails, and she videotaped me sitting on her bed, and what I was saying to her, and she put it on TikTok, <laughs> and it has gotten, like, 260,000 views. I don't know how I haven't like, seen you on my, on my and, brain page. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's your pixie mom. And I was, I, I mean, I saw the video, but I'm not on TikTok. Yeah, she right. shared it with me, and I thought, oh, wait, I don't think it's that bad. Yeah. But... I'm like, how many people really find that so interesting? Like, what I was saying oh, no, when like I was People get thinking. really invested in other people's lives. Like, when oh, vlogs yeah. became a popular thing, like, just videotaping Hell your yeah. own life, yeah, people just, like, started really getting invested in other people's lives a lot. I think it's a, I think it's a part of that is what what is going positive in their life that I can maybe implement in my life. True. I think that maybe that was the thought with, you know, vlogs. I think going back to that, you know, cautious versus versus, versus like risk taking. Yeah. yeah. I think that also maybe that was bred into us was uh, it's better to ask for forgiveness and ask for permission mm-hmm. because you're always going to get that no because, you know, people want to protect you, but we want to make sure that we have those experiences so that we know what's good for us. Like we want to have those personal experiences so we know, hey, I remember what happened this way that time, so I'm not going to do it again. Uh-huh. versus like, hey, I know I've never done it, but I know that the, these might be the, you know, these might be the um, the consequences. But it, instead of, I know these are the consequences. You know, you know, having that experience versus having that theory. You know, I think, you know, that's an aspect of like applying the knowledge and applying that experience versus just looking at theories or thoughts all day. Because unfortunately, we are, I think we are also the depressed generation. Right. Yeah. We're the loneliest generation. That was actually yeah. a, our, there was a, um, there was part of a talk that I gave to a school that we talked about was kind of the lone, we are the loneliest generation because we feel that we're, we have Instagram. Instagram, like, you go on there, you see the best of people's lives. They, they might have 200,000 photos, but that's, you, you see their top, you know, those are the best photos they have of their life. But we don't see the day to day, the nitty gritty of like crying and you know, you know, yeah, the negative aspects of every. We don't we we don't see that. We see the best of the best. Where I guess maybe older generations, they they're with each other. You know, you're at each other's houses all day, so you see the you know the bad stuff that goes on. Where I'm not going to let someone into my house because I don't want them to see my badness. I want to see I want them to see my goodness. 
Gotcha. So maybe that's why, you know, that's why we're... You know, I never moments. really thought too deep into that until just now. That's, that's true. I mean, it's the same thing with, like, I guess dating, too. Like, you want people to, like, on Tinder and on Bumble and on Hinge, you want people to see the best life. Like, yeah. hey, girl, like, I go, out and, I go out and, like, climb Mount Everest every single day. Wow, that's super impressive. That's something you can bring to the table. Not like, hey, girl, I really think about, you know, the... You know the dark things because I'm kind of scared about that. Let me talk about you about that. We don't talk about that, you know, on a day to day because that's bad to talk about. You're not supposed to focus on your negative experiences. It's all about the positive. And I think that that's a big thing in our generation. That's maybe not so good. So does your generation go to the movies less? Oh, we are because off and on with that one. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I personally love movies. Like I, I, I love you, movies. You're either like a books theater, yeah. or a movie person. Like yeah. I. I'm a movie person. I get so much inspiration from the movie and videos. But if you hand me a book, I mean, like, I'm getting more into reading. But I'm like, can someone just, like, can we have a human con- I feel like that Dude, more really human connection that. versus a video and a movie versus a book. And I'm like. I- exactly. Like, every book, I really look to see if it's a movie for it. Yeah, I'm, really I'm like, is there a movie for this? I hear you. Yeah. I am the same way. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I wish I wasn't, but I am. I mean, yeah. honestly, I think it's part of my ADD. But seriously, like, you can give me a book and I'll read half of it and I'll be like or a All quarter right, of it and I'll be like I get the inspiration of life but if I watch a movie I'm like I just revolutionized my life wait this is this is good um, right now to shift gears into what you're watching yeah a quick segment on what you're watching because okay. we were just mentioning movies um, so Antoine <laughs> what are you watching on Netflix or Amazon or Hulu, Showtime or BRB. Hulu what else Disney <laughs> Plus uh, right now, mainly because I game a lot, and usually I just like background noise. I'd have the, this 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 streaming service called Verve, and they have like all our favorite, all like my favorite at least, like older cartoons from like nineties to early two thousands on it. Okay. And like, usually I binge watch one thing, but like there's so much there that I always choose something different and binge watch it for the whole day. It's called Verve. Yeah, V R V. It's real good, and they also have like. Uh, other channels that are that were started on YouTube, but they ventured off to there so they can expand mm-hmm. and also like make more profit off of what they make because you know there's a lot of good creators out there. Yeah, but, content uh, creators. Netflix wise, I've been trying to because when it comes to Netflix, people people like you know tell you to watch so much and yeah. give you so many like suggestions. It's like hard for me to like just sit down and like watch this thing when I want to be like invested and interested in it. But earlier today, me and Renee was watching watch two. Yeah, two movies. First one was Polaroid. I did not. <laughs> I was 50-50 on this movie because one, it had a good, it had a good, like, it was, it had, like, going in the right direction. But just some of the stuff that they was doing here just was like, what, what is this? Why? Why? Polaroid, like, huh? Yeah, it was like one of those thrillers, but it acted out as, like, a terrible 50s horror movie. Like, it, it had, like, that, in a way, it had, to, like, that damsel in distress Blonde falling in the woods type oh, of feel no. to it, but it wasn't like that. So worth watching? Yay or nay? Yay, because I just want to know what you think about it. Okay, that's, that's what that one is. Uh, the second it's one called Polaroid. Polaroid. Okay. The second one we watched was, was Freaks. 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 Really good movie, I'd say. It's this movie about this little girl. She, little girl and her father, are they like? Well, the father mainly posted them away in this house, in this one vacated house, because in this utopia, I ain't gonna say utopia, I don't wanna say dystopia either, but like in this universe, 
there's people that are normal and there's freaks. Freaks are people with specific super supernatural like powers. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if, and I'm pretty sure like all of them have significant ones because like the father can slow down and freeze time. And the daughter had like this really like powerful power where she can literally go inside of people's minds. And she can like manipulate you, make oh. you do whatever. Like if she takes yeah. control of your body, she can make you do whatever. I usually like those kind of movies. Okay, yay or nay? Yay. Yay? I say yay. Yeah, okay, we have two yays from Antoine. Polaroid and the Freaks. That's some good movies. Please watch them. So you can talk about, um, Josh, a series or a movie. Okay. Anything, it's what you're watching. So I would do two again. Um, I will say Star Wars. Big, Always big, Star Wars. Big, We're well, a big, big Star Wars a, family. A big kick since, you know, the the ninth episode came out. Um, I've started watching the Rebels and uh, the Clone Wars and all them. Because apparently there's like... There's a new season of the Clone Wars. It is, and I yeah, just watched first two episodes. Great one, yes. Yeah. They're finishing it. It's absolutely great. Um, and actually, there's going to be like 12 to 14 new like like TV shows and movies yeah. that are... Um, spinning off from it, which I'm super excited about because I want to learn more about the different, like, intricates of the other characters. The other... So, yay for, obviously, Star Wars all the time. Um, the other one I'm watching is The Golden Girls. I <laughs> love... You are kidding me. No, I am the... I'm, the, I'm like an 8-year-old and 20-year-old's body. <laughs> I, it is I, I, a lot of laughs. I would... I, like, literally, at, like, Wednesdays and Fridays, I will eat cheesecake from a cheesecake factory. I will grab a bottle of wine... And I will watch the Golden Girls. <laughs> I aspire oh God, to be that's like. Really funny. I would. Uh, I aspire to be like Sophia Petrillo. I love her. Um, but yeah, that is my. Okay, she's the Golden Girls. Yeah, absolutely. I would say that most people in your generation do not even know what that is. And it's unfortunate. Oh, right? actually, I love actually, I think a lot of 50, our like fifties uh, sitcoms. Really? Yeah. You guys are watching them. A lot. Like, a really? lot. Twilight, Twilight Zone. Oh yeah, I Twilight Zone. That is. I. No way. But the Jordan Peele version of it is just like very abstract. It's just Glenn from The Walking Dead's in it. If you watch Walking Dead, and that's one of the shows that I'm watching. And I've I've been I've been binge watching The Walking Dead for some reason because like I I used to watch it when it first came out, mm -hmm. and when that hype came out, I was like, all right, I'm gonna stop watching for a little bit. And I tried to get back on it, and I was like, mm, never mind. Try to get back on, mm, never mind. And try to get back on, mm, never mind. But it was just like after. A while, I started to watch Walking Dead. I was like, all right, this is actually a pretty good show to invest in. Which in one? The Walking Dead. Oh, yes. Even oh, though I know who Oh, it dies, is on Netflix. I've, I see... I, I still want to know how they die or like what character they die to or how they arc the story. Yes, because it's like... Exactly. Yeah. The character development in that show is like really good. It is, yeah. It's really good. And it's just like... It changes... It changed TV history because it's, it's a primetime TV... That's that's so violent. So do you know when I started watching that, what episode I started because my son was watching it mm -hmm. and I went into the room and I just wanted to sit with him and it was just beginning. It was the Negan. Oh, the, the Negan bat. saga. Oh, yeah. The bat. <laughs> the, like the most, the, yeah. the worst episode, most graphic episode yeah. ever is the first episode I saw and from that episode I thought, I gotta go back and watch it until exactly. this point. Yeah. See, I I'm like, I gotta know what all this hype is. Exactly. Hey, what similarities or differences do you guys see in that last segment, Bridging the Gap? I mean, you heard Josh say that he watched The Golden Girls, which I found hilarious. 
And let's see, similarity, Matt wants to see Sade. He said he would stand in line for hours to get tickets. But one thing that you didn't hear was a segment that we recorded that I cannot post. They talked about what it was like to be young and black today. And that segment actually left me speechless. And I'm going to probably have to seek advice or get some guidance as to how to go about incorporating it into a podcast because I want to do it the justice that it deserves. Uh, these kids, these young men, poured their hearts out and it was really raw. So I have to think about that. But for now, on to this segment that is the first time and it is called Tabbouleh Sex and Food. Now, this is done on location. And what does that mean? It sounds like a, a movie term. Uh, I basically recorded a conversation in a restaurant, and you have to hear it for yourself. You're here in Boca Raton with Grandma Sharla, my nephew Erickson, and myself at Henry's. And Henry's restaurant is famous for their split pea soup. And we don't have to talk about sex, Grandma, but I would like to share with you that this pea soup is made with mirepoix. Remember the waiter told Do you know yeah, what mirepoix, mirepoix is? No idea. It's a chicken stock base. Ah. Well, this actually is vegan. Oh. So oh, this is? is not chicken stock base. Fat-free and vegetarian. Yes. It is mirepoix is a mix of carrots, onion, and celery. And you're not going to believe the flavor of the split pea soup. I, so I have to say this is my first time ever trying the pea soup. And what better place than here at Henry's? Brings me back to about age two. Age two. <laughs> it is and sort of the consistency of baby food. Yeah, or a poopy diaper. Back before we even knew what sex was, just two. Speaking right. of sex, Grandma Sharla, when was the last time you had sex? Are you kidding me? No, I'm, I'm not allowed to ask that question. Well, I don't have any idea. Well, our beloved Grandpa Bob has been gone four years now. Five. Five? Five years. Oh, my gosh. He died in 2015, January 16th. And he loved this split pea soup. Mm -hmm. Henry's has stood the test of time, and they've had their split pea soup on the menu every day since they opened. Number one item on the menu, right there in front of you. Yeah. Now I gotta ask, is this a Jewish thing or where's the pea soup? I don't think good pea soup is no? Jewish. I don't, no. I don't, I don't know. No, but that was a fair question. It's a fair question. I don't know if it's Jewish, but it certainly is. So what do you think? Going back Usually a few with years. with split pea soup, they have maybe ham. Okay. Right? Split yeah. pea and ham is a popular soup. Meats, if so. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Okay, Erickson, when was the last time you had sex? Just about a week ago. <laughs> okay, you are 21. 21. I was just in South Beach. I tried to get lucky. I even had a hotel room for three nights. <laughs> met some, met a few ladies, but couldn't quite, couldn't quite follow through on that. But... On my way down here, my uncle let me drive his car down. Oh, and what uncle would that be? Oh. Grandma Charlotte's son? 
Yes. Oh my gosh. Uncle Trey. Uncle Trey, okay. Drove some sailing equipment down from Cleveland. And of course I had to stop in Lexington, Kentucky to see my long time on and off girlfriend. Couldn't quite stay the night, but had enough time. <laughs> okay, let's look at the bowl. See, this is what I like to do with the split pea soup. I feel like it's like Moses parted the sea. It is so thick, the consistency, that you can make you can. a river. You can. It's like he split the sea, but he split the pea. <laughs> Get it? That's <laughs> <laughs> corny. Okay, that was a quick uh, tabbouleh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we loved our pea soup. And are we ready for dessert? Speaking of dessert, Grandma Charla. Yes. You have a singles meeting next month at the club. So what if you meet somebody and he wants to go to bed? Well, that's going to be sad for him. Why? <laughs> why would that be sad? Because he's not a Chinaman's chance at all. I'm going to do that. <laughs> You won't get any dessert? I don't have to pay for my dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so if you met somebody and started to date him, would I want to sleep with them? Yeah. You sound just like Milt Sickler. I said Milt, there's not a chance. Oh, somebody already asked you? No, he didn't. <laughs> he told me that that's what guys would expect, and I went, nah. <laughs> At 75, they may. I mean, you know, it's getting You're worse. a beautiful woman. So what? So what? You can be sexually active again in your life. Only if I wanted to be, and I don't. Okay. I have, um, I have a lack of interest. <laughs> well, that's because there's nobody in your life right now, but there may be. You never know. Never say never. We all know that. The old footy duddies that are walking around, I have, like, uh, no interest in. Okay, well, on that note, let's have... Oh, now have... you're going to ask me about a younger guy? Uh, <laughs> no. Why? Are there any... Do you have your eye on any younger guy? There's no silver foxes in your... I didn't see them. No. What do you call a younger guy when I get... That's a silver fox? It's like the opposite of... No, a silver fox is an older guy. Oh, right. So it'd be like a... What's a younger guy? Huh? Red, red fox? No. <laughs> huh. I don't know. Well, on that note, let's have dessert. Okay. So let's talk about our meals, and if you had to have a, if you had to put a word, a sexual term, with what you just ate, what would it be? So let's see, you had what, Grandma Charlotte? Crab cakes, and salad, and asparagus. Some sweet tea. Some sweet tea. Some sweet love. How would you describe your meal, sexually? Well, the one good thing about Henry's is you can experience a little bit of everything. You can venture off into the Asian food. You can stick with the classic <laughs> this American. He's like a tour guide. <laughs> You're a natural. <laughs> he is. I listen to a lot of podcasts. You know, you've got to keep the audience entertained. <laughs> keep their attention. Huh. Okay, well... Excuse me, I'm just going to start, and I had salmon on my salad, and? and so my least favorite swear word, dirty word in the world is what comes to mind when I want to put a sexual term with what I had to eat tonight. 
to Planned Salmon. Well, what's your least? The P word. I can't even say it, especially in front of my mother-in-law and my nephew. P? The P word. The P word. Piss? No. <laughs> okay, you go, Thank you. No, the P word. Oh, you have I think it's out of your way. Kind of like a kitty cat. Bring a the other Somebody term, thank you. Thank you. The term that starts with a P that you use to describe a cat. Pussy? <laughs> Would be what I had to eat tonight if I had to put a sexual term with what I had to eat. You're kidding. No, I'm not kidding. How would you know what eating pussy is like? <laughs> Charlotte, I didn't say you did. eating it. I, you did. I was talking about the smell. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> this poor podcast is taking a turn for I in a direction I did not. Erase this poor podcast. <laughs> with food and sex, though, you know? Okay, Erickson, go. You had scallops and rice. You had scallops. Scallops are probably my favorite food. My favorite food out there are scallops. Scallops weren't the most flavorful or anything, but the rice, the rice was sex. I'd put it in one word. I, I don't know about like a descriptive adjective, you know. It was kind of Asian style. We had some soy sauce, fried rice, all the veggies you need, but having a tough time putting one word. That's okay. But overall, it was sex. Looks like a, a medley there of color and... Yes. Maybe it's like a, a little bit of like an orgy or something. It, you had a little bit of... <laughs> oh, good word, good yeah, word. Flavors from all over the place. Oh, now here's the carrot cake, the colossal carrot Look cake. Look at that, it's the birth of a cake. It's beautiful. And it's in the shape of a pie, which you could also relate. <laughs> to what? <laughs> Grandma Charlotte has her hand over her face right now, and she's shaking her head. So. And we got her to say the P word. We did. I can't even say it. You said it. I definitely can't say it. Ew, I can say a lot of things, but that word I can't say. Okay, there you have it. Cheers. Cheers to Bully. Okay, for this short, short segment of Quote of the Day, I'm going to recommend following Jay Shetty. He is a public figure. Uh, he's what they call a purpose coach. He's got millions of followers, and he posts a quote every day. And one of the quotes that he posted maybe a week ago was... A person becomes 10 times more attractive, not by their looks, but by their acts of kindness, love, respect, honesty, and loyalty they show. So I would recommend following him because it's like a 30-second dose of therapy every day just by reading his posts. They're not always quotes. Sometimes it's a quick little video. Okay, last segment, Loving the Land what to do in Cleveland. What else do we need besides friendly people and fresh water? Well, something free of charge is 
go down to Playhouse Square and look up 44 feet in the air is the world's largest outdoor chandelier. It's gorgeous, especially in the evening. And then what to do that costs money? This November, To Kill a Mockingbird is coming to Playhouse Square. And I saw it in New York uh, this past November, and it is by far, hands down, my most favorite theater production that I've ever seen. And now for the trivia question. How many crystals does the crystal chandelier at Playhouse Square hold? Na, 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 na. Here you go. It is 4,200 crystals. And it hangs, like I said, 44 feet above the street. So just like Pat Daly would say,